Hello and welcome to Bucket List Board Gamers, the podcast where board gamers come together to talk about board games. Usually. Today, we are talking about an aspect of the board gaming hobby, the convention. We've done this before, but this time we are talking specifically about Aircon West, one of the newest kids on the block, which happened in Telford at the end of October 2023 for its inaugural launch. With me is the game-playing Andy Broomhead. Hello. And the table-flipping Nick Welford. I can see those bunnies, and I uh, represent them. It's fair enough. Gentlemen, what do we think about Aircon West as a general? I guess we probably want to start with a brief overview for those who didn't attend, because it was quite a small convention by most standards that we've been to, given that the last one we talked about was the UK Games Expo, which was many thousands of people, as opposed to 250 into a hotel in, in Telford. Yes. Well, for me, it's mid-size, because I go to some small weekend things, but yeah, it's smaller than Aircon and yep. UK Games Expo. But I've done a lo- we've done a local one here in Scarborough, which is 90 in its first year, 150, and then COVID. So, <laughs> so we then, did 24-hour gaming after that. That's fair enough. But yeah, I guess yeah. I mean, it was a. I mean, for the for those who didn't attend, it was just a a bunch of rooms in a hotel that were let out for us to run around and play various games into. There were various parts that were separated out for role playing games, for bigger group games like something like Blood on the Clock Tower. There were quite a few rooms dedicated to that. There was twenty four hour gaming available for some of the rooms that were just open for us all to hang out in, just chill out for. 24 hours. I don't think anyone stayed much later than sort of two o'clock on any given day that I noticed, but uh, it was still a good opportunity to just hang out and play games. I think. And they that did have a probably, shop. They had a shop. Games which Law was, was there, which um, was Games which Law. Which is unusual for a convention of that size to have a, a bigger shop, but it's because they're based in Telford. <laughs> yeah, get, I, there was literally. I had. I was chatting to my friend who also came with me, and he. Um, we said, well. This is it's odd that Games Law are here. It's like, well, yeah, but they're based like 20 minutes down the road. Like, yeah. if they ran out of stock, they could just go, I'll be, I'll be back in half an hour and just disappear off and then pick up. They did also, which I quite liked, they had a pre order system that you could have ordered stuff from their warehouse slash shop and they would have brought it along for you, which is nice. Yeah, well, I ordered to pick up the week before, so that was quite handy. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't actually pick up any games whilst I was there, which was unusual for me. There was one that I was possibly going to. Yes, all right, you're looking shifty, Nick. You may have picked up more than one. There was there was there was one I was eyeing up, and I played it a couple of times. We'll get into that a little bit later. That I decided against for various reasons. Oh, do I know what that is? You do know what my game is, yeah. Yeah, you're um, wrong. Not, you're wrong not to pick it up. Well, we'll we'll get into that later. But in general, gentlemen, what do we think about Aircon West as a convention? What was our what was our thoughts on it? After you, Andy. I, I really liked it. Thank you. Yeah, I really liked it. So kind of my only other convention experience, I think, is kind of larger Aircon up in Harrogate. Mm. Um, Aircon Prime, the I think they call it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah let's, let's go with that. And I've kind of incrementally <laughs> done more days at that over the last few years. But that's always been a little bit of a mix for me of kind of playing, knocking around the shop, doing a few other bits and pieces. So Aircon West was the first time I've been somewhere where I've just sat and played stuff for kind of the entirety of the weekend and I really enjoyed it yeah I thought it was a really good experience I thought there was it felt like there was enough space it never felt particularly crammed or crowded 
Yeah. And we got through a hell of a lot of stuff that weekend as well. Yeah, I, yeah, two thumbs up for me, for sure. Yeah, I uh, I loved it. I went the year before when it wasn't officially aircon, when a guy called Martin just set it up. So last the first year it was just over one floor, about 100 people. So this year it was over two floors. But yeah, it's, it's had the same feeling, although my room was nearer to everything last year, so that was that was better. Um, but yeah, I had the same feeling as last year. I think kind of having those two floors really made it feel less attended than it was almost because you could always find a table and um, you didn't have to go too far for one it was all about the gaming definitely um with only one shot there but the the hotel had really nice food as well so that was a bonus yeah. i don't think i think i just ate there the whole time in the end because they put on a special menu for us which was um just as cheap as going to burger king and a lot closer and a lot less wetter yeah so yeah the weather, I loved, I loved was, the weather was particularly awful for some reason during that during that convention it just was but it's one of those things you're inside playing board games who cares but it was it was nice that there was i mean for those who were able to get them there were tickets that were available that you could buy the tickets and then also get a room at the hotel i wasn't able to get one of those because we me and my friend dithered over where we were staying but we just ended staying up across the road oh. so <laughs> it was like we just stayed at the other hotel the mercure across the road it wasn't exactly a hardship each no. day to go oh no we need to get up and go somewhere and they well, got a special now. deal with another one, didn't they? Um, the, I think so, the international yes. or something. Yeah, yeah. They were, they, basically, at that point in Telford, you are near a lot of fast food places. You're near the town centre. You could walk into town if you felt so inclined. No one felt so inclined. We could roll out of bed and just go right. Board games. Let's just play and hang out mm. and, and do what we need to do. And it was a lot of fun. As you say, it's a it's a small convention, but it was a nice comfy feel it was a lot of games played the focus is on gaming and i think that is the convention style that i like in particular i'm i don't like uk games expo i controversially i know right as you fall off your chair in comedy effect because with a great visual gag on this audio format uh, yeah i don't like i don't really like it i like the like the i think for me the probably the the pinnacle of the convention is having a lot of space in which to play games and a little bit of retail so I can buy new games. A bring and buy is pretty up there for having a good experience because at least I can wander around I can get some good deals on some games. But I didn't, this year's expo, which by the way if you want to have a listen to some of our other companions thoughts on the UK Games Expo you can go back and have a listen to one of our previous episodes. I didn't really get to see any of it this year. I didn't feel like I did. I was tied to a stall which probably made a difference. But it's also something that I don't feel like I need to go for more than a day. I can just about see everything in a day if I wanted to. And then that's it. I'm not there really was, feeling um, so inclined to just hang out and play. A severe lack of open gaming space in the main halls at the Expo this year, which was which was my most negative. My favourite experience at the Expo has been when I've been on a stall, to be fair. Because it, it just got to that big where it is a bit like, not not only in size, but in amount of people there. Just so we only I only went the Saturday with my son as a kind of walk down memory lane because we went when he was quite young, and yeah. it just it was so packed that it was uh, yeah you get the kind of exclusives and stuff like that where you might be able to but more increasingly you need to book those in in advance so the couple of things mm -hmm. we did want to see because we went last minute we only got to view from a distance rather than play them which is fine you know if you if you if you want to plan and have that experience play all the new stuff get demos of it then it's more for that. I think what, what Aircon did well and the changes from 
last year when it was pool party to Aircon West were the addition of events like the table flipping, which we will come on to, but there was a beer yep. tasting. There was a chance to play on a really, really nice crocodile board. I didn't ever mm-hmm. play on it, but because I've got like I one did. of the Mayday ones, so yeah. kind of mid-range, and I've been waxing it, waxing it, trying to get it up to that kind of glass level that those were. Because mm-hmm. when you even put a disc on the crocodile board, it just kind of moved of its own volition. <laughs> and I had one <laughs> flick, it got a 20 straight away. So I think I've retired from high-level crocodile for the perfect records. But yeah, I've even got a buff buff attachment for my drill now, so I don't even have to use my elbows. I just put the wax on and then... <laughs> I'm up to about four levels of wax so far, but I need to. I think I need to be a bit more aggressive with how much wax I put on this next one. I've got a spray yeah. one and a, and a proper wax one as well. I think the spray one's better after you've got a layer of the solid wax. But yeah, there was there was the, the events were good. There was a blood, blood and clock tower event which you've, which you've mentioned, mm-hmm. um, and that aircon that again it's kind of the mini aircon. I think why why aircon took it on was because uh, Mark who runs aircon was was at pool party last year, and it yeah. just seemed like perfect. And obviously they've had plans to expand to more. Kind of regional ones because you've got aircon northwest in manchester happening in, in about a month yeah um, so kind of fit their their one so i might have to get aircon northeast going in scarbados I mean, i'm looking forward about that i'm just speculating. i mean i just look forward i'd look forward to something happening in vaguely the midlands apart from telford which is kind of midlands but it's still an hour and a half for me but anyway I, okay. yeah I mean, the nec also- isn't enough for you no, I hate the NEC. The NEC is terrible. But, I mean, I hate. That's the thing. Aircon and aircon events, I guess, is probably the best way of putting it. It's aircon in general as a now umbrella term for these uh, these conventions. They are a lot more social. They're a lot more about the gaming rather than the purchasing and the retail aspect of it. That you'd said, ha- yeah, you'd have to you'd have to deliberately go to UK Expo with a group of friends to have have a similar experience and kind of stick to the hotels where the open gaming is rather than going to the main convention which at that point what's the point yeah exactly yeah, yeah you could i i did this a couple of times but asked at aircon and main aircon west and regular aircon earlier this year of just going and sitting at a table and just going anyone want to play and just like the lightsabers that they have if people want to come along yeah. and play or just randomly like on the saturday night my friend had left because he had to, he had child care he had to go and sort it out and parents to procreate because they so came up to help. I know, it was terrible. But I just sort of wandered around the library a bit and saw people looking there, looking confused about what they wanted to play. And they said, oh, what are you, what are you doing about playing? I said, well, I can, I'm, I, what are you looking at? And they were like, oh, we were looking at Flamecraft. I was like, oh, I can teach you that. Do you mind if I join you? And they just sat down and played Flamecraft, my nice. game for the evening, which was nice. Well, I was actually leaving when you, uh, when I walked out and we played uh, played my last game of the con. Yeah, you were like, well. do you want to sit down? And I was like, ah, it's already set up, yeah. And I'll uh, correct your rule errors. Which there were many, because it was the, first, the second was time two. we played it. <laughs> it was true. The second time we played it, so, you know, it was fine. Not as bad as um, Neil. No. Let's not get into that. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> that's, a whole, that's a whole thing. But yeah, so, I mean, the the whole vibe of the con is a lot friendlier than something like Expo. That said, I do want to go and try something like Gen Con or Essen least once in my life to see whether it's a, a combination of wanting to see new games and having a bit more social gaming and stuff that's going on there because I think at the just because of when the UK Games Expo is in the calendar it's too early for the newer the hot releases they tend to be saved for the autumn yeah. for Gen Con and Essen yeah you're either too it's either too early or way too late by that point and then it's just like stuff that's potentially going on to kickstart it if there's any new games Essen is a kind of shot by day game back at your hotel because 
you will be staying, you'll be staying away yeah. from the main place. Um, I've done um, a stall at Essen. It was fantastic. Again, I was glad I had the stall to send to myself back to because it was uh, 2019. So there was, there was only six halls, as opposed to seven. Um, but yeah, it was it was mental. <laughs> yeah. But even though there's, I think the year I went, I think it was 200 and, it was either 209,000 or 290,000 over the four days. But um, there's a pretty significant spread there. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty, I can't remember yeah. what it was. I've got old. But you know, um, <laughs> it always changed anyway because it always, depending on when Gen Con comes out, they always claim to be the bigger one, don't they? After they've done their yeah. numbers. But again, it didn't, because there's so many halls, it didn't feel as crowded as the expo this year, which is quite interesting. Mm. I mean, certain points around our tables, you know. What what was your favourite game of the of, of Aircon, Andy? Only one. Know. You're only allowed one. If you mention more than one, <sighs> we're going to drop you out of the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm assuming that you can't kick me out of the podcast. I'm gonna, there's a couple. I've got, I think um, I've got no no powers. No, I think Apiary. I really enjoyed that. I didn't mm. got to play your copy, which was I think that was a lot of fun. And I was surprised by kind of some of the smaller games you played as well. So one percent. Mm. Really loved that. That was a that was a ridiculous amount of fun. I think that was my um, most played as well of the uh, convention. Six there was times. There's kind of a lot of nice. There was quite a lot of early and aggressive bidding going on in that game, which made it quite <laughs> quite a competitive one to stick in at. And we did have our shortest and longest ever games of that because it can we did be over in, the in same seconds. Day. Yeah, it was yes. crazy. Yeah. And I would say the other one was uh, the other one you introduced us to. Diffusion we said seven. one. <laughs> oh, I'm on. That's my third. My last one. Uh, Diffusing seven. So they're kind of up, yeah. counting up to seven and back. I really enjoyed that, and it's not just because I won two out of three times that I played. Um, <laughs> but that that was a lot of fun as well. Yeah, that one has gone then? down well. Do you know I've had that for absolute years because it was one, when I started getting into board games. Like we, I played as a kid, not Monopoly, but like my parents used to do Pictionary and Trivial Pursuit and stuff like that. So it wasn't it wasn't hobby games, but it wasn't the main mainstream. Articulate things like that we used to do taboo. So when my brother brought round, he brought round Dixit and um, what's the terrible card game where the rules change all the time? Flux. Flux. Yeah, and I was just blown away. Like I didn't know, I didn't even know that was a terrible game at that point. <laughs> um, <laughs> And one of the first presents he got me after that was this Defeason 7 that was readily available from anywhere other than Amazon Germany at that time. And yeah, we played it and I kind of forgot about it and then got it back out, I think, a year, year and a half ago for for, a, for these small conventions. And just everywhere I've gone, like, played it and people have ended up trying to find it and order it. I've never played it as a drinking game, though it would lend itself to that quite easily. Mm. <laughs> I think that would make it funner as well. A lot of those kinds of games at home most of the time, we're kind of playing as three. And I think they work fine as three, but kind of, you know, we were playing sort of six, seven, eight of us at times. I mean, yeah. It's just a different feel to it, isn't it? Yes. I think, like you yeah. say, yes. everybody had a yeah. couple of lemonades by the evening. And <laughs> yeah, it makes it a little more raucous and a little more fun um, yeah. as well. And oh, we could tell that it was a little on. bit more raucous. Oh, go on. <laughs> we could tell it was a little more raucous <laughs> yeah. where we were sat. Um, I went on to the. Uh, uh, Travel Games website you recommended for um, and I've, I've, <laughs> I ordered three games straight away from there. One that we played. I couldn't. I wanted to order the one you showed us actually that we just played in the bar. The um, what was it? Eco. Eco. Yeah. Eco. Yeah, because I really enjoyed that. 
And uh, yeah, I may have already put another order on that website because I've seen quite a few that I wanted. <laughs> so that was my trouble. He wasn't actually buying stuff from um, GameStop, although I did. I picked up Moon River and then they had Boop, the Halloween version of Boop. Yeah. Which was, they had loads of that, but it was sold out online previously because I'd looked because I, re I really enjoy that. And it seems like you may as well get that one. So they were my main purchases. But yeah, the other ones were little games. Um, because we had Neil, who who has the trick-taking, and I've never played a not-follow-trick-taking game before, where you can't mm -hmm. follow, so I find that whole thing fascinating. So, yeah. yeah. 1% uh, was just... Uh, did you play 1%, Luke? No, I didn't. No. So the whole... You win the game by rolling 2d10s at zero, which is a 1% chance of doing... I mean, sure. there's a 1% chance of doing any... They, but they chose zeros. But you roll dice to start the game to see who gets the lowest score to see who starts, and if you get double zero, then you win. And we were like, we're kind of joking about it. We're, oh, you know, what's the chances? And then I did it. <laughs> it's <was> like, <laughs> unfortunately, we weren't videoing. But then what was funny is, as you play the game, there's a whole kind of skull-esque game of outbidding people about what you think are in people's hands. that you sure. And the person who wins that gets rewards. And the rewards are to roll the dice to try and get double zero or to take cards that get you more numbers that you can roll. So if you mm -hmm. take a seven, you can then roll double zero, zero and seven, or double seven to win the game. Sure. And Andy had seven number cards in front of him yeah. before he'd won the before he won the game. And so like it, and I was the only one, it was six I think it was six players, wasn't it? So I was the only one who yeah. didn't have any cards in front of me. Everyone else had got cards in front of them. So by odds should have won the game a long time ago. I think yeah. it went went up to forty five minutes, didn't it? It says it's half yeah. it says Literally says 10 seconds to half an hour in the box, but this one went 45 <laughs> minutes because you had seven in front of you. Uh, Neil had had five, but then you stole one from him. And so these yeah. guys had so much of a chance of winning, hadn't done it. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to win one and get the double zero. And then I never did because Andy ruined it. Boom. That was statistically unlikely by quite a while, wasn't it? But it's also worth yeah. pointing out that you had no cards because you'd got knocked out every single time. All right. <laughs> <That's> just... <laughs> I'm terrible at the first bit of the game, but let me roll those dice. <laughs> what was your game of the convention, Nick, or oh, above many of the others that you've already spoken about? Oh, um, just looking down my list. I, I really enjoyed uh, Robot Quest Arena. I've been playing that a bit. Absolutely love that game. It, in some ways, it's nothing special. You know, like it's just a skirmish game with deck building, and I've got Ascension Tactics, so I've already got one that does that. But... I think it's the makeup of the cards and how the cards work. And I'd thrown in upgrade cards, which are they were the kind of most unique thing for um, for a deck builder because as soon as you buy them, they go in front of you and you benefit from them straight away. And I yeah. quite like that. I thought the defense cards were really good. They've been seen in other games, though. But it's just every card that comes out, you're like, if I don't buy that this game, I can see myself making a build around that card if it comes out first in another game because... It's really good. And like, even if you just want one and someone buys it, you're like, oh, but then you're kind of looking to see what comes out next. And we played that five players and it was still quite brief, I thought, with five players. Yeah. Interestingly, at the club I go to on Saturdays here, they played it five player and had a really long game. And I was like, how are you guys? We played three games in the time they were playing them. And it was the events had come out and he kept healing them all, the events that they put in, and we wow. never got any events. So, so yeah, so five players can run a bit long, but I really enjoyed that. A3 was already been mentioned, and uh, and the, the White Castle, I really enjoyed. Uh, I've been enjoying that a lot at home. 
the uh, my biggest criticism of that actually probably is to do with the solo mode because the solo mode gets incredibly sweeney scores. From <laughs> I've had it score uh, ninety, which I've never seen human do, and then forty seven, and that's on easy mode. So uh, so yeah, yeah um, but I'm loving the White Castle. What about you, Luke? I think for me, the game that I enjoyed most was probably the second game I played, which was Apiary. We were the first ones to play the uh, the copy that was in the library by virtue of it being the, the cards were still in shrink. I just really liked the empowering workers that got stronger, the worker placement that was not blocking anything. And I think there was a lot of elements of what was going on in that game that was what Euphoria was trying to do that I didn't particularly enjoy in that game. But Apiary sort of took it, elevated it, gave it a much more interesting theme for me and just had a really smooth engine in the way that it played and how everyone was playing somewhat differently. It was first time play for all of us. It was really interesting and it was just a lot of fun. We also tried Weather Machine on the second day. And when I say we tried Weather Machine, we screwed up Weather Machine quite significantly and we played it, we played basically a two thirds version of the game because we had to, I had to get off to do the table flipping competition and we had to we just we wanted the taste of a big Lacerda game. We didn't really want to spend like that's the only game we play this today. <laughs> but I also really liked um, Nana, which is being rebranded as Trio over here. It's a game where you're it's basically gamers go fish of a sort. It's kind of a memory game where people have got cards dealt out to them, and you you can say to someone, "What's your lowest card?" and they have to play out their lowest card, and then you go to someone else, "What's your lowest card?" And you put it out, and then you say to you can say, me, what's my lowest card? And if you manage to make a three out of those cards, you get the set and you've now got a, a chunk set up and you've got the game. It sort of goes from there. You can ask someone the highest or their lowest card. And you win if you can get either three sets all together. If you manage to get a pair of sets that sum together or in some iteration make seven, because Nano is seven in Japanese. Or if you manage to get the set of sevens. And it's got some really cute art on it. It's being brought over and published in English as Trio, for reasons I do not understand, it the artwork has taken a significant swing from being Nana and going into Trio. Yeah, that, that's true. That's I've trio, almost picked yes. that up a couple of times. I think it's already available. Yeah, it is. But I, yeah. I would much rather have Nana because the artwork on Nana is like cute animals and such. It's much more interesting to look at. So, if I was going to buy it, I'd probably do that. I probably either from the game importer. I can't remember what the name of that store is called. Uh, or I'll buy it when I go to Japan next year. Is my plan. Mm, Japan, eh? Japan. And I also played the White Castle. Was the only game that I played more than once in, oh, like, in two separate settings for various things. I liked it. I didn't love it. I've just been distracted because I'm on BGA, looking searching for Nana, and there's a game called Grabber Nana. Yeah, it's called. Oh, uh, it's called Spoon. That's it's the one. Called, Thank you. It's called Aka Spoons. <laughs> I've just, I've just found a Christmas version of Nana that you might want to pick up for a, for the festive period. Mm, yeah, I saw that too, yeah. It was the, the only thing is, is I looked at it before and I was like, mm, do I want to pay £30 for a small box card game? Probably not. Do I want to yeah. buy this game? Yes. Do I want to spend that much? Probably not. I'll just wait till I'm in Japan. <laughs> I'll, worry, I'll worry about it then. I'll just and then buy I'll an air ticket to Japan to get it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be there anyway, so I might as well do it. <laughs> we might put in orders with you, knowing this now, Luke. You, you could yeah. certainly try it. We are taking two suitcases so we can bring souvenirs back, is, is our okay. coming plan. Because we're going to, well, we're going to Universal and Disney whilst we're there. So, you know, we're going to be bringing, and it's Japan for our honeymoon. We're going to be bringing stuff back. Oh. It's going to be exciting. Nice. 
Yeah, I enjoyed Apri too, actually. Just it did feel a bit counterintuitive the way your hot player mat you could extend off it to, to build yeah. your ships. I was like, oh, it feels. Oh, I'm going to extend down here and cover up where all my scoring cards should have gone. That was my five thousandth recorded game as well, actually. Really? So on, on board game stats. So I've, I have yeah, played yeah. more, but since I discovered board game stats and recorded them, um, a, that play of Apri, and they very kindly let me win. We did let you win. Yeah. I mean, I let you win by about 50 points, so I was making sure <laughs> that you didn't get anywhere near me on that one. I was the only one who got those scoring cards, wasn't I? Yeah. Yeah, so my my last game of the 47 I played. Oh, no, what did you say? You said you played, that was the only one you played multiple times. I actually got a H index on board game. So H index is you played a certain amount of games that many times. Mm. I got a H index of three over the weekend because we played so many uh, little games. And I played eight games more than once, but my top. I've played how many? I played five games three times, but they were mainly little ones. Like, well, they were all yeah. little ones. That's not a hat. One percent, six times one percent. <laughs> yeah, small small box card games are great for that sort of thing. I mean, flashbacks to that's not a hat. <laughs> that's not a hat. It's such a good game. I love it. It's so oh, fun. The, I think the problem was the first time I wasn't properly listening to the rules, or I'd just competed at the bar and I'd sat back down and we were just about to start, and I was like, I'll figure this out. It's two cards. It can't be that hard. And that is oh, not true. If you're it not doesn't matter. properly listening. If you've just been to the bar and you've just had a drink, that's what I discovered with it. We played it with eight players, and uh, the first one, oh, I'm not sure, but oh my goodness, just trying because you're trying to concentrate on the one in front of you, but then you've got no way of knowing. And it's so funny when you chance one because you think, yeah, that was around here, and you're like yeah. not looking them in the eye in case they look at you you're like, yes, this is a traffic cone. I have seen someone say it, say this is a traffic cone when they've got the traffic cone in front of them. <laughs> Yeah. Already revealed. Yeah. <laughs> Face up, yeah. It's the equivalent of going 8-9, isn't it, in, uh, in Defeat and 7. It's yeah. such a good game. Yeah, White Castle. Of... So, yeah, White yeah. Castle. Yes, go on. Yeah. So you you decided that you preferred Red Cathedral. Yeah, from memory I prefer the Red Cathedral, just based on those plays of it. I don't know if it was because... I, I think part of the issue for me is I liked it. I probably mm. I was going to buy it i probably would have done by now like my i haven't gone to the point where i've gone okay let's go and let's go pick that up or search it out or whatever but i'm at the stage in my gaming where i go okay who am i most likely to play this with probably my partner would we would we get on with this game probably not on the basis of variability is fine i can under, i can get behind variability yeah. in games you need it in quite a lot of things but because this variability between setup is okay I think because you can sort of understand everything at the beginning of the game, you can plan for it. The sudden change between turns, when you only have nine turns in which to make a game, would probably make it so that it would yeah. be an enjoyable experience for us. And yeah, although so the I two, liked it, the two main areas are set up at the start of the game and they remain the same, yeah. but one of them you can only use each one once. Well. More than once if you're quick, but essentially... You can use it more than once, but they can be taken away from you, which then yes, then becomes yes. something else, which doesn't necessarily... And then the warrior... Yeah. So the gardens, you, you can only place one person in each garden, you get that reward straight away, and if there's any dice left above them, you can do that again. But you'd have to plan for that often to make most use of it, because the good ones cost mm. money. And then the my favourite one to combo off is the warriors, but it really yes. depends what tokens go up there. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the air, the, the kind of areas in the castle or whatever it is, the mansion or, or whatever it is, they have double kind of setup 
where they have a card, but they also have a colour of dice that can activate them. So on that yes. lower level, if you get two dice in a favourable setup on a favourable card, then it's kind of that thing of, because you can remove those cards. Do you remove it so no one else can combo off it? Do you leave it there as long as possible? Yeah, and I find, yourself, now, yeah. I find I can look at it and go, yeah, I need to... Um, this is what I need to do, or this is going to be a low-scoring game, this is going to be a high-scoring game, because you can just kind of tell, and sometimes some resources are not in as good a supply as the others. Yeah. So you do, yeah, familiarity with the game, I think, will make a big difference. Like, it'd be one you teach someone and you absolutely thrash them. So so their enjoyment of it would depend on their enjoyment of the mechanics. Yeah. Um, Red Cathedral is interesting because I really like that, but my friend doesn't like area controly stuff quite as much, hmm. and they find that stuff because I love the Rondel the dice bit. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But what I say about both of them is really you can't go wrong with either of them because there's such amount of big amount of gain in such oh, yeah. a tiny box. It's fantastic. Have you played the Contractors expansion for Red Cathedral? Yet? I haven't. I just laugh at the way the font is done because it makes it look like something else. <laughs> We won't go into that because that would cause our editor to bleep <laughs> it out. It's a family-friendly podcast. Beep that, Jay. <laughs> yeah, Jay. Enjoy that whilst drinking a lovely cup of coffee provided to you by Meeple Design. You can get yourself some lovely gamer coffee from Meeple Design if you go to the affiliate link that we have in the description below. Get yourself some lovely coffee. Get yourself some really nice board game artwork, designs on a shirt, whatever you might be fancying. Go and check out Meeple Design. Ding! So it's worth going to if you don't like coffee, is what I heard. They do other stuff. They do do other stuff, yeah. Brilliant. Which I do. I don't drink coffee, but these posters on the wall behind me, which I appreciate. I was admiring those. People can't see. I have got... How many posters have I got in here? I've got eight. The episode where we do a lot of visual gags. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. I've got... There are eight posters currently hanging up in this room, which are Meeple Design. Sagrada, Lords of Waterdeep. Nice. Photosynthesis, Wingspan, Architects of West Kingdom, Lost Rooms of Arnak, and the Quacks of Credenberg. So, yeah, check out Meeple Design. Go see some of their stuff. They also do mugs and all sorts of prints. They put their merch on. There's a lot of fun stuff. So do that. I guess it's a good time to deviate into what would we change for Aircon West in the future? Because I'm sure there will be a feedback thing that will come out at some point. But just on the off chance that Martin is listening to the podcast and listening to how great we think it is. Martin doesn't have any power anymore. It's all Mark. That's fair. Both both the two of them. Who knows? What would we change for a future Aircon West, if anything? Because I, I, there is a part of it that is there's a point of which there's a point of diminishing returns where if you get too big, it loses its feel. Yeah. And there's definitely yeah. a point of adding more retail in actually changes what the point of the convention is. So there's only a couple of things. As my door closes, there's a ghost. Anyway. Um, I thought that was an improvement you wanted to add. There's a ghost. Well, that's a ghost. Yes, add a ghost. More cosplay. <laughs> but it was near I Halloween, mean, right? Ghosts might not be the worst thing yeah. to add in. Yeah. I think the only thing I could think of is the the library was actually, borrowing library was, was actually pretty good, but pretty small and lean towards newer titles. And yeah. I, think, cause that, I think that might change anyway, because obviously... It relies it relies a lot on contacts they have in the industry for the small donations, one, yeah. And they were punching a lot out. But yeah, it's pretty good at like we played World Wonders, didn't we, Andy, that we'd all we all wanted to play, and that ended mm. up being our least favourite. It was, you know, it was good, but 
it's got a bit of hype, and we were all like, "Oh, well, we we don't need to buy this." Like, oh, I've got I've got yeah. a game of that that I played. I'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> and um, so for me, it would just be perhaps expanding the library in a, not not necessarily more games because I think it kind of was appropriate size for the thing, but actually hmm. maybe a, a wider getting some of the classics in there as well. Even last year's top titles that you you missed out on. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. I think we miss that. Like sometimes it's more of a case of, oh, that came out last year, but. Actually, I would really like to play it because I didn't get to play it because it got lost in everything. So I, th- I think that probably naturally, if they keep some of the titles from this year for next year, that's going to happen anyway. Um, yeah. But so it's not really a complaint. It's just the kind of, yeah, I could see that that could improve. I liked the honor system that they had with the, the library. Yeah. Because everything was so close. It was just a case of, oh, just take a game, write your name on a sheet, wander off, and then come yeah. back and bring it back later. Yeah. Website, that's what could improve for next year. Yeah. <laughs> because... I had to, uh, the links at the bottom didn't work. You had to go from the side menu, but I didn't realize that the links at the menu were copied from big aircon site. So it looked yeah. like there was a bring and buy. And I was going, Mark, is there a bring and buy? Yeah, well, do you know what I mean? Like it looked like yeah, there was they extra stuff that was. That. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that would be the biggest, that would be the biggest thing bordering on complaint. And that's me done. Andy? Two, two incredibly small things. And I'm saying it because I've asked the question rather than actually thinking there was anything wrong with it. I think. On the library, it would have been nice to kind of know what was there in advance or what they were planning to have there in advance. So you're kind of not packing stuff in a bag that you've probably got a chance of picking up elsewhere. And I know that works really, really well at what we call it, Aircon Prime, um, because there's that app and there's a whole thing and that works really well. And I don't think a convention of 200 people needs that level of sophistication. But if there's just a web page with a list of games on. In their defense, there there was a spreadsheet. That they oh, okay. Could Maybe I didn't up, find so. the spreadsheet. Maybe more visibility of the spreadsheet. Then I'll. Uh, I'll I think it was on Facebook, and again, not on the website. Yeah. Okay. It's on the Facebook yeah. group. More consistency of visibility of the spreadsheet. Then I'll get there in the end. Um, <laughs> and and again, I mean, I kind of understand the practicality of it. I think on the first day, we kind of ended up packing a game up and moving it downstairs because the upstairs rooms closed at ten, and the downstairs ones were twenty-four hour, weren't they? So. Yeah, sure. you know, I get that. I get that people are working in hotels, and you've got to have a bit of time to clean up and and all that sort of stuff. I don't know I, whether there was kind of scope to extend those a little bit longer, based on like what you were saying, Luke. You didn't really see anybody up past kind of one, two o'clock. I don't know. It's not. It's not yeah. a complaint. It's just a. It's a thought that I had because it 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 happened to us on that first evening. Yeah, yeah. We basically set up twenty four hours in the same spot after that, didn't we? Downstairs. Yeah, we, we did. didn't have to yeah. move yeah. again. <laughs> I mean, we we showered at eight and stuff. Let's be clear to everybody else that we didn't just. Some of us did. I was sat on the same chair. Yeah, some of us did. Well, I think my my biggest complaint may have been sorted out a little bit as the day was going on. I the only thing I thought was not about the convention itself. It was more about the speed of service. Sometimes at the bar, there was just occasionally there were times where I was standing at the bar for a good five minutes before someone wandered over, even after ringing the doorbell. It didn't feel like they had enough staff on for what was happening so there was a and i think the first time i went to get a drink the person behind the bar got distracted by someone who had come after me asking her questions so it was like had half a pint there and i was just like can i it's a pepsi can you not do two things at once kind of thing you know don't want to don't want to slag off like bar staff too much but it probably was just a case of oh crap we've got 200 people suddenly here and it's a lot which i get it happens right it is going to happen where you're not going to get it but it wasn't there should have been one person who was just on the bar constantly. Like even if they went off to have a break, someone just comes and stands there for a bit and pours a pint. It wasn't so busy that they couldn't have had someone there. I don't know. But to be fair, on the flip side, the food the food ordering system was great. Oh, the food they, was great. they bought it to you, didn't they? 
Like they'd come, you'd say which room you were in, and suddenly it would appear, and you'd have your raffle ticket, which also felt yeah. like you'd won something that was you'd super paid for. Yeah. But speaking about people that won something, the highlight events <laughs> in the middle of the convention. Yeah, you were second. Both beautifully segued that, Adam Luke. Too. Beautifully. I think we should just keep it as we had we had the top two performers. Bucket list gamers had the top two performers. We did, yeah. So the table flipping competition took part in the middle of it. It was set out for two hours. It took maybe half an hour, but you know yeah. they needed the time. That was good, though, in my time. opinion, that it took. Yeah, a... it's better. Yeah, because everyone sort of gathered around, had a look at, it, and then went, "Okay, let's go play games now." And then wandered off. Yeah, it was nice, but it was it was a fun little event. We just sort of stood in the courtyard. There were six of us who wanted to flip a table for charity. To be clear, that people were buying raffle tickets to win a. A hoard of games that were available, and they were putting them into the buckets depending on who was going, who they thought was going to be the winner. Apparently, not many people thought I was going to win because the bucket was quite light when I stuck my hand in to <laughs> take it out. Whatever, I won. Suck it. Against um, all odds. Well, you say all odds. All um, odds. It was a, it was a good little system. Like it was uh, the scoring system. People I explained the scoring system to people afterwards. They're like, "This is the most complicated thing." Well, it's not complicated. It's how far your meeple went in yeah. decimeters. A giant meeple flipped, and how far it went in decimeters, multiplied by the number of table flips you had plus one, so that you didn't have a zero. Then you add that to the total of two d20s. How's that complicated? Yeah, but apparently it was. Well, it was. Oh, I thought it was the meeple added to, to, to the dice multiplied by the flips. No, 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 no. Uh. No, that's that's why it was, that's what later. that's what made it a little bit different, which is why the uh, scores were so close yeah. in some aspects. I tell you what else, other people. That's didn't an incorrect understand. rules teach, Nick. That's what that is. <laughs> uh, I wonder who's in charge of that. <laughs> um, uh, what other people didn't understand because I got accused by my girlfriend. Mm. She went, "Oh, but you cheated. You set up the table differently." I was like, "We were told we could set up the table differently. Yeah, not my fault that I turned the meeple to an aer- more aerodynamic side, is it?" In fact, it's my cleverness. It was it was a, an act of genius. And if you hadn't spread your elbows like wings as you yes. tend to flip the table, you probably would have actually scored better. I think I would have got a full flip, and then it would have been very close. However, what was even funnier, which most people won't know, is that I just said to you, oh, I need to make sure I tuck in and lean tuck back. Tuck elbows, yeah. Then completely ignored my own advice. <laughs> yep, because I... I was third, Nick was fourth, so we watched the first two happen and no flip happened because they got tangled on the table. They couldn't get, what it was too thin, wasn't it? So they managed to get up, but not yes. rotate. Um, yes. So we were like, so I had a little run up and I very much wanted to, and I watched yours back as well and you actually did the same. You did the open palm to get yes. the rotation rather than the grip, which is yes. key. Um, but in my excitement of running, I just lost my head. You did. But, however, I thought it was amusing. It was. It was good fun. It was quite entertaining to watch. And, and I got the furthest raised... meeple distance. You did get the furthest meeple distance. I got I scored 21 on the dice rolls. I got the first flip of the day, which was you quite entertaining. You got the first flip. And the only um, other flip got the meeple to go backwards, which was very entertaining as well. It was, because he got a negative score. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> the meeple landed and then just went, nope. Someone got, like... 30-odd on the dice, though, which is almost 220s, isn't it? That was just quite impressive. Yeah, it's pr- it was a pretty good score. Yeah. Uh, so it was good fun. I'd like to see more made of that. I think that in hindsight, what I probably should have done is folded the tablecloth up to reduce that aerodynamics so that Ooh. it wasn't the, the flap of the tablecloth. That would have been, yes. an, that would have been an interesting one. See, yes, and the then more did speed, more speed through the... Uh, through the rotation to try and get or more maybe wrap the going. meeple in the tablecloth and then do that hit it with the meeple and then let go 
uh, auto completed, but yeah, didn't do it. But anyway, so yeah, that was that was our experiences at Aircon West or AC West as it's now done at the uh, Ramada in Telford. It is going to be coming back. I've been told it's going to be happening again, probably around the same time next year, but we don't know that for sure. And then in March will be Aircon Prime, the original Aircon, which will be into its eleventh year, I think, something like yeah. that. Pretty um, amazing because it started as just friends in a, a little in a room. kind of weekend yeah. in a room in a house, didn't it? So and it's it's really blown. It's yeah. escalated. Most of the team from Watch It Played will be coming along to that one again. Yes, which is always yeah. good fun. Um, they, they've got that partnership going on there, which is always a hoot. That means my uh, part of my weekend is always spent with my daughter trying to track everybody down so she can have a photo with them before we can actually do anything. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's great that they all come over, but that is kind of she's on high alert until she's seeing everybody. You need to find the event that they're all at. Yeah, exactly. The best time to catch them usually is the Thursday. It's like the because it's a four-day event, sort of the Thursday night. I spent the de- I spent my first game of that convention was playing Lost Moons of Arnak with Rodney. Nice. And just hanging out and, and playing that one. And I played games with all of them across the the entirety of the weekend. So it's always uh, a- school for me is the problem. We can't get up there till the Friday evening because of that's fair. Doesn't that's fair. doesn't follow on half term. She can always have a photo with the first and second tabletop flippers. Well, I've not mentioned that to her yet. I don't want her to be too excited too yeah. soon. I mean, we've got yeah. Christmas to get through first before, <laughs> before that fair. level of... That's fair. True. Um, True. Fair. Yeah. So, yes, if you want to go to an Aircon event, go and check out. There'll be a link in the description below for some of the Aircon stuff. We're not affiliated. We just really like the conventions. They're really good fun. I, they are my favourite conventions, I think. Yeah, of the ones I've been to, I've not been to many. To be fair, it's UK Games Expo and Aircom. But and what's that nice style of convention is what I love. So. Three setup now is that you can you can go for your size. So if you want yeah. smaller Telford, if you want the kind of medium, you have got Manchester. Well, I could see Manchester being as big as Aircom Prime, you know, with it eventually. With the location, yeah. yeah, and then you've got the three to five thousand people one at Aircon in Harrogate. Yeah. So yeah, you've got a multitude of choices. So that is it for today. Time for us to put the lid back on the box and say thank you to our panel and for them to tell you where they can find them. Nick, where can these people find you if they were so inclined? Are you asking me to give my home address out? Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I am most active on Instagram at Pads and Pawns. I am looking to start videoing again for YouTube, but I'm still deciding what what format that will take because I don't want to do reviews. TikTok probably, is it? Only fans for you, Andy. Uh, we'll we'll get that going again. Move yeah, on. I'll, I'll buff <laughs> my crocodile board on OnlyFans Live. <laughs> That's a very specific niche. Andy, where can people find you if they want to see what you're up to? You can find me on Instagram as at BoardSenseless. Hello, I've been Luke Pickles. You can find me. I am a game master at the Game Emporium, where some friends and I play games and D&D generally chat about board games with our various cities. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and twitch.tv slash Game Emporium. Until next time, thank you very much for listening to the Bucket List Board Gamers. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.